Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, June 8, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, as you might have guessed, we have more of the same on the docket today than we've had for the last several days. So here's the situation, just to reiterate one more time. We're going to look at both sides of the tape. We're going to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. What happens on a breakout? What happens on a failure? Right now, they're still doing the same thing. They made an inside day to yesterday's candle. What does that mean? That means that the high and low today were inside and comfortably inside the high and low of yesterday's candle. So that basically is a non-event type of day. They're still making the bullish, flaggish type of formation that should result in an ensuing move in the upward or northern direction. Period. Full stop. Okay, fair enough. Now, what happens on a failure? Let's say they start to come down. A, if they start getting below that elusive 407 neighborhood down here, the lower end of the range, we have a gap at 40530. I don't suspect they stop at the gap at this point in time. Remember, the same energy that will be released out of this pattern, out of this winding up, this eating time off the clock, the same energy is going to be released one way or the other. It's going to either be in the northern direction or in the southern direction. So let's talk about a failure one more time. What we have here are two specific areas for different reasons. One is the 20-period moving average, a.k.a. home base. That's one area, and not because the 20-period moving average is there. It happens to be right on top of, within pennies, of a garden-variety normal retracement. We'll call it 403 to 403.5 in that neighborhood. The 20-period moving average is smack dab in between. That's an important spot. Generally speaking, you're going to find at minimum of intraday support. There will be a bull bear battle around that zone. The secondary number below that is a spike of the next big fat round number of 400. Now that puts us at a 50% retracement. And what I'm talking about is from low to high. You have a 382 and you have a 50% retracement right down here. But not only do you have a 50% retracement, but you also have another breakup candle low, 398.45, 399.98, .98, somewhere in between. You have a 50% retracement and a breakup candle low. So you have a couple of reasons on a spike of the big fat round number of 400, and you have a couple of reasons before that happens around 403 and a quarter, 403 and a half, 403 in that zone. Both those areas are bona fide and garden variety of chart support. Below 407, those two things get activated. So now, to sum up, what we're really discussing is two things. Either we've got the flag pattern, and they're going to break out from the flag, completing that scenario, or they're going to end up pulling back into the 20-period moving average, and then, for a different reason, the same spot, or all the way down here, call it 399, 398 in that area for two other reasons. One of those two areas should provide 
garden variety of chart support. So here's what we're looking for. At that point, we're either going to get a higher low taking place, one of those two spots, and we have another move upward, or they're going to fail miserably and retest the lows. It's all going to depend on what happens from an intraday perspective around those areas if, in fact, we get the failure below 407. The other side of that, pushing above the top end of the range, brings four and a quarter and higher into the fold. Now, we have some kabuki-type related activity going on. Friday, we have the anticipated CPI number. Everybody's focused on inflation. The whole world is waiting on the CPI number. It's a perfect excuse to move the tape. Either up or down, we don't know which way. We don't know how the market's going to react to the CPI number, or should I say, the made-up CPI number. But what we do know is, based on what the market is doing as a result of the number, we'll have either support numbers, resistance numbers, we'll have other stuff going on from an intraday and inside the numbers perspective. That number comes out early in the morning, I believe 8.30. So therefore, the market's already going to be doing whatever it is it's going to be doing that day. It's either going to be a kill them into the close into the weekend, or they're setting up another rally leg. We don't know exactly what's going to happen tomorrow, but I certainly won't be surprised if we see another eating time off the clock day. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't intraday trades from an inside the numbers perspective. There are. Let's take this one slow. There's a lot of learnable information inside the numbers today. Pay attention, get out your sticky notes. I don't say that lightly just to be funny. We're going to learn something. It's hump day. Wake up to a slight overnight pullback slash eating time off the clock formation. Okay, fair enough. Not a big deal. The picture is still the same. We want to take a look at the big picture first. The daily chart is still eating time off the clock in a flaggish formation. We've got a pre-market floater on our hands. 4.15.70 is the early pivot. Let's get our faculties right away. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Here's a five-minute chart. 4.15.70 is the horizontal line on the screen. And as you can see, while they ran some tests, they were not able to get above. That was our early pivot. Pays to know your numbers. Do the work in the pre-market, and it generally pays off after the opening bell. More on that later. So opening the day above, meaning the 4.15.70, or getting above and closing candles above begins the bull case for more upside price action. But they have to get above the pivot. They didn't do that. The main hurdle above would be 4.17.44. We know about that number. That was the high from a previous day. But they didn't do any of that stuff, so we look at the flip side follies. 4.14 is still important, as is 4.13.25. Back to the chart. There's your 4.13.25, which would be the lower horizontal trend line. They both can provide early support. However, here's the other deal. We have a shenanigans tail candle low at 4.12.02. Awareness. Now, I double-checked the video from last night, and I went to when I showed an intraday chart, and I didn't see the shenanigan tail candle. I would have seen it last night, don't you think? So therefore, apparently it showed up this morning. 
The first chart, and this is why I posted the charts in the pre-market. The first chart is the SPY with the shenanigan tail candle. Here it is. It's a 10-minute chart. This never happened. There's a tail all the way down to 412.02. Closing price yesterday was 415.70 and change. To prove the point, I print out the ES chart and the same 10-minute rendition. And what do we have? And this is the pit session only. So this is the identical chart to yesterday. And there is no shenanigan tail candle. So that proves the point. Price really wasn't down there. Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? Question. How many traders do you think, A, saw that, B, know what to do with it, and C, made money as a result of it? Count them up. Shouldn't take too long. There's your 412. Now that's the top line. The bottom line is 411.35. You'll see that come up in the notes. That was the secondary number on the fall. So what you'll see in the notes, and we're going to go through it in a minute, is if the market starts to fall, we know where they're going. They're going to find support in that zone. So it doesn't look like much on a five-minute chart, but the high here is 412.75. We're buying the market under 412. So basically, they handed us 10 points just for knowing about the tail candle. We're moving along. So now let's see what we have as the day really gets underway. I'm going to point out a few important things, and then I urge you to pause the video Read the notes, go back and double check the chart. Now, we'll get to the 412 trade later. There was another one first. So let's focus now at the 857 post. Here's the situation. I'm looking to buy a pullback this morning. I'm having a hard time unseeing the tail candle that never was down around 412. Below that is 411.50, give or take, which is also important and real as opposed to phony, meaning the 412 was phony, the 411.50 to 411.35 that you'll see later, that was real. I'm not sure they'll be down there at all, but if they are, I'm a likely buyer for a bounce back up in the other direction. So I'm already telling you, a half hour before the opening bell, I'm going to buy the market if they pay a visit down to 412. We're moving along. 919. 413 and a quarter, give or take, is support. Below is 412, and below that is 411.40. Below that, and the bears have the ball and the morning bounce would be on hold. Aggressive traders can buy early, meaning the 413 and a quarter, but would have to be willing to buy again at a lower price, like 412. So what I'm saying here is, the 412 really isn't on the chart. I'm like one of the only ones that knows it's there. How can I say that, not knowing what other people know? Not my first rodeo. I know I'm one of, there are others, but I'm one of the only people that saw that on a chart. It's not on all charts. Not everybody uses the same platform. I can't explain it in detail. I have an idea, but the important thing was I knew it was there. So here we go. Let's see what we have as the day gets kicked off. Now here's something interesting, 921, rules of alternation. Somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but yesterday, remember, they gapped lower and they shot right out of there like a rocket ride immediately. They were bought up at the open by the dip crowd, plunge protection team, whatever it was. Will that happen today, or will there be a better shakeout operation? Now go back and think about what happened after the fact, and essentially there was a better shakeout operation instead of buying them up at the opening bell. 
You have to be aware of these little nuances. By 9.32, they're already in the showtime zone, meaning the 4.13 and a quarter. 4.12 on my mind. I'm a buyer in the zone. Traders who bought in the zone have to book profits along the way, treat it as a business. Now, you see the lines depicted are 4.13 and a quarter and 4.12, and you see what happened. They came into it, into the zone, into the middle. Remember the midpoints that I teach, and they had a nice rocket ride away, and here was the thing. They made a high of 4.15.82 off that buy into the zone. A lot of traders bought that. A lot of traders are looking for that juicy morning trade. Then they like to go about their business. They're shutting them down after that, not sticking around at the blackjack table looking to give it back. We're moving along. There's your 414. Nice trade once again for the second time. Just reiterating where we bought the market and then the profit targets along the way. Now, check this post out, again, with the sticky notes, 947. Traders who are no longer long or traders who didn't take the long in the zone, at some point, they may come back to test 414. If they do and close candles above, it's a long opportunity. If they run away and fill the gap first, it wouldn't be the same. And then, like a minute later, as I was typing, they went up to fill the gap, so you get the never mind. But never mind the never mind. Check this out. What did they do here at 10.20? The low was 4.13.26. That's running a test. There are no accidents, no coincidences. Know your numbers. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. You saw the meat and potatoes in the morning session. The rest of it is commentary. It's if-then type stuff until we get to... 412. So pause the video, read the notes, do the thing where you go back and double check the work. Let's get to the point where they start falling out of bed after they lulled everybody into a false sense of bullishness. Now, by the way, 412 was wiped off the chart by this time, meaning you can't see it anymore. That's why I snapped a shot and posted it to prove the point. We're still moving along. 1236. Now they got below 414, and again, I can't unsee 412. It's in the front of my mind, it's in the back of my mind. I see it vividly. 412 down to 411.35 is a buy zone. It's a scalp trade back up in the other direction, at least for starters. Especially in the afternoon, you have time running out on the clock. Below 411.35, the door opens for the big fat round number, and so on. So let's see what happened. That's where they came into the 412 in between. 411.35 was the secondary number, and that's where they bounced back up, providing another tradable opportunity. That was the one where you got your 10 S&P handles, give or take. Again, pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. After that, And after they came back down, that was basically the end of the day. Not going to stick my neck out, take another bite at the apple, overstay the welcome after a few nice, healthy S&P trades. About stocks on the move. We're going to take a look at three charts, the one that hit their entry objectives, the one that didn't. Well, they're off the board. They're no trade. So we'll take a look at RCL, Intel, and Mo. RCL, we have one of those situations where they didn't do it in the manner in which they basically gave the minimum required base hit, 
plus or minus a couple of pennies on either side. That's about it. But they didn't do it in the manner in which I doubt anybody took this trade. I did not. This one over here earlier in the day, that's different over here. But once they bounced away from that and come back down, it's not the same trade. Intel, haircut at the open, two numbers on the board. It's a zone. They never got to the second. They bounced up. So technically, they would have done the deal, but they never got to the second number. And then they languished all day long and kind of melted away when the market really couldn't get a bounce of any magnitude. So technically, it's not really a shit burger, but it's kind of like an appetizer of a small slider full of shit. It didn't bounce. It hung out for a cup of coffee. What are we saying? Is the destination lower, or did they just run out of time today? Well, if I had to pick one, I'm going to say the destination is another leg lower. And Mo did the same thing. Altria, the first number wasn't the thing. The second number, they bounced in front of it real quick. Then they tried to rally back to it after going below. Then they went to the third number, and we ran out of time on the clock. They never bounced again. This one has to be classified as a shitburger. They don't happen that much. Certainly buffered by the S&P trades, but nobody likes a shitburger. But it is what it is. We're an open book. We show every trade every day, and this is what we have today. We know we just can't win them all. But this is certainly a better shitburger than having something that's going against you four, five, six points. We put this in the category of shit happens. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Pretty simple. Yesterday they ran up into and closed above yet the 50 period moving average. Today they're pulling back. There's really nothing going on other than a pullback off the daily chart. No more, no less. Getting below 186 is a different story. It would open the door for 184 and a quarter and possibly lower. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. If they're killing the tape, those are some of the IWM numbers. The rest of them will be found inside the numbers as I do the IWM and the QQQ numbers on a daily basis. As an aside, we're looking at a five-minute IWM chart and 187.45 was my number on the board for inside the number members as support. They spiked it by a little bit, but it pays to know your numbers. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, this is a different type of story. They were taken out behind the woodshed shot three times. They were running a test or at least making an attempt toward the high. They got pretty close of this big breakdown candle. We were talking about it each and every day, and then all of a sudden... Today was just a canary in the coal mine type of collapse. Now, why do I use that term? Because giving all this up in one day, you have to look at it closely. You can't just blow it off and say, eh, no big deal. It's not no big deal. It is a big deal. The transports are my second favorite market leading indicator, a number one canary in the coal mine. Is this telling us lower prices are ahead across the board? And we're really looking for the garden variety retracements in the S&P, for example, that we discussed at the onset of the video. Very possible. Keep this on your radar, put it on a sticky note, paste it to your monitor. What about the Q people? Are they doing anything similar to what we just looked at in the transports? No, not so much. What are they doing? They're doing the same thing that the S&P's doing they're making a bullish, flaggish kind of formation, eating time off the clock, same discussion we've been having. 
no change. They were down seven-tenths of one percent today. It's not a big deal. It's just a pullback. They're doing the same thing they've been doing. What about the financials? Similar to same routine, it's just a different kind of look on the chart. Instead of more of a flaggish pattern, this is more of a pullback or wedgish kind of pattern. It's just from a look perspective. Doesn't really mean anything. Maybe they pull back into the 20 period moving average, fill the gap, find support, and then go on another trek higher. Put that on a sticky note. That's kind of the look on the screen right now. What's going on over at Smash Mouth Country? Same thing, similar. It's kind of a tweener. Looks similar to the S&P. Looks similar to the financials we just discussed. Again, you got a gap down here, 20-period moving average. Similar routine. Unless they're falling apart, this is a normal garden variety pullback slash retracement operation. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.